Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Hello and welcome back. Hello, everyone, and Mr. Ishak, newlywed. Mr. Well, my name didn't change. You can you can still call me Chris. Well, uh, yeah, right, right. But I just was saying, newlywed. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. I'm. I'm actually not here right now. <clears throat> Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Christopher Ishak. Is she gonna? Is she gonna get a uh, Egyptian name? name? Um, yeah. Oh, like a middle name. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever I mean, you gonna, Egyptians do. I mean, we we do the same thing you guys do. Uh, you whiteies do. <laughs> and she's just going to take my name just like normal. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a a a pet name? I don't know what that means. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, Sno- Sno- Snooky Bear, no. Sugar Bear. No. Babe, no. Boo. Nope, I don't got anything like that. I don't have anything like that. We're not like pet name kind of people. No, I, I get it. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I I'm, call, I'm not I, ju- I call you boo. <laughs> There's no. I know. There's no sense of judgment. Yeah. I was just asking. Yeah. yeah. But I know that. I know that my wife and I are on good terms when we use the word babe. When there is a babe at the end, <laughs> I know like, hey, things are going okay. Yeah. When it's I, not there, it's kind of like, did I do something? Mm. Yeah. Not uh, that I ever would. When I want to annoy her, I'll pull out the babe. Babe, babe, hey babe, babe, babe. So my babe. guess with your your personality, you do that often. I do that often. <laughs> <laughs> it took you know it took her a minute. It took it took Kristen a a good solid minute to figure out that most of what I do is just to get a reaction from her. I'm I'm like I'm like I'm like a terrible toddler. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Most of what I do is just to hear her, you know, see her roll her eyes or her to, you know, just 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 react. I live for just the reaction. That's that's uh, that 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 describes you very well, a little too well, very, very well. Yeah, a little, very well, a little too well. Yeah, the the ceremony that your your marriage wedding ceremony mm-hmm. was beautiful. Yep, yep, yep. The weather held um, out, it was, and uh, it was I loved your I loved your toast that you gave. That was hey, so man, moving. I worked I worked hours. Tell me on your favorite that, part man. of it. Tell me your your the your favorite. Part. <laughs> My favorite part mm. was just so full disclosure. Talk. This is about what three weeks before the wedding. Two two and a half weeks. The before opportunity the, the opportunity to speak so wonderfully <laughs> about your character mm-hmm. in front of a large mass of people. You know, I was, I was, I was, when I, that time when I, yeah, the the time. Sounds like they were just like in a pile in the middle. I know it felt like I got loud, but I just started yelling into the mic how (laughs) awesome you are in the hopes that all of downtown Fort Wayne would be able to hear that Chris Ishak is an incredible human being. I I certainly appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you had to pull out the megaphone. I was surprised they shut down the tin caps game for a while. That was... That was odd. It was so weird that they started the fireworks right at that moment. <laughs> but man, watching you dance, I didn't know that your hips could shake like that. <laughs> hey, hips don't lie, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. By the time this episode comes out, uh, we'll be we'll be married. 
I'll be uh, in the in the sunny Caribbean. Uh, mm, lovely. Yeah, yeah. The, lovely. We got. Are you? Gonna, oh, go ahead. Are, are you? Gonna, are you going to get dreads put in? Right <laughs> one single. Get, get, one get. one <laughs> single. Uh, corner up. Three strands of hair. <laughs> Was that Michael from the office who did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, That's awesome. Hey, uh, by the way, yes. hung out the other day with Superfan Doug. Oh yeah. And Superfan Doug just wanted to reiterate Fogo de Chao. Mm. And and he thought your description of it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He said, Absolutely, you ignore all that carb oh, crap. Yeah, you abso- don't need yeah. any of that nope. stuff. Nope. And he said, man, uh, um, oh, what did he call it? A meat masterpiece? A meat he parade. Some, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was. But he said the, the key is lunch. Lunch is half price. Yeah. And basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but so. there's some things that don't come out. I say. And I, well, and I realized after, after we recorded that, I realized – at the end of the, or actually a couple of days ago, I was thinking about it. I think it came up on, I think I was listening to it or something. And I was like, I totally quoted that price wrong. It's not 20 bucks a person. It was like 50 oh, a person. No. Yeah, it yeah, was like 50 yeah, a person. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and Hava ate for free. And so it was 50 for the two of us, which is just fine. But I mean, not all, not everybody's a high roller. Like, <laughs> yeah, like bala bala, shot kala. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, that was fantastic. And 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 listeners, it, you know, if you do ever go, there's two uh, there's two things you need to know. Now that we're back on the the the, the meat the meat train, the meat wagon, <laughs> there's two things you need to know. The first is uh, absolutely the best cut of meat there is called picanha. 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 Yeah, it's like, oh my god, it's just it's just the best cut of steak. It's fantastic. Mm. And there's something there called Primera Corchi. It's 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 Portuguese for first cut. And you know, they 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 stab these things with skewers and they just slow roast them. Or or not slow sure. roast them, they just they roast them over fire. Uh and they obviously season them really well. Uh Primera Cor- Primera Corchi is the outer layer. It's your cut you're doing it's first cut, it's the it's the one with all the flavor, all the seasoning. Everything. Mm. It's like the, it's like the honored piece is the Premier Corchi. Mm. So, you should take it. <laughs> if we learn anything oh, about humility, I, I just, I just woke up. I, I, I think I blacked out there. For a <laughs> Love a good piece of meat. Mm-hmm, it's fantastic. That should. That I hope that's not going to be an outtake. Good thing we don't have outtakes. We don't do outtakes. We just, we're, hey. full, we're full on here, baby. Hey. The last two weeks, man. yeah, something. Rob else. Parker, yeah, geez Louise. I mean, we know this gentleman. <laughs> this gentleman, <laughs> we know Rob, yeah, really pretty well. We're good friends with Rob, and I've heard his testimony probably five or six times. <clears throat> and even sitting down with him this time, you you hear yeah. something different, <laughs> yeah. you hear something new, and it's just and you're just reminded of the power of God in anybody's life. And uh, man, I was that was felt honored to sit down and hear his story again and just how he desires just to love people with simplicity yeah. actually the the book that he um that he referenced <clears throat> tattoos on the heart i just literally today started i'm like through the first chapter mm. 
so good, uh, but just a, a, about just ultimate compassion and love to, you know, what society would see uh, and would say is, you know, the worst of the worst gang members yeah, and, yeah. you know, LA and what an, it just reminds me of the opportunity we have to just love in abundance, you know? And, uh, yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was terrible to be honest with you. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. <clears throat> I loved, um, sorry, we just take a sip of water. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I loved his perspective. Uh, so much, I mean, two things, right? So much aligns with what you and I believe in and, and like, it's, it's clear that he thinks like we do and we think like he does, right? It's one of the reasons sure, we had him on the yeah. show. But at the same time, it was also challenging and motivating, right? In yeah. spite of that, in spite of, I mean, every, agreeing with everything, it was also like, yeah, you know, yes, I can do that or I should do that or that's right. Like, it spurred me on. It pushed me on. That was that yes. was the biggest thing I walked away from it with or one of the biggest things was like, yeah, yeah, that it it was, it it, it spurred me on to greater works in Jesus. Mm. And you know, um, at at no time did I ever hear him and think, because one of the arguments against his way of thinking is like, oh well, there's there's no accountability to that, and you know, like nowhere did I ever hear like any any sort of like wishy washiness in his faith, mm. right? Yeah, like love people. Bring the love of God to the front of how you interact with people. This radical, crazy, uh, selfless, graceful, and merciful love. Without trying to control anyone. Without trying to like manipulate. Just love. And the Holy Spirit takes the rest. And does what he does. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. How, how do you how do you feel like we followers of Jesus, the Western Church? How how do you feel like that's gotten off track to where I mean <clears throat> I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. There, well, well, there's got to be some there's got to be some boundary to yeah. love. There's it, it's negating the truth. You know how do where did we get off track? I mean, when we think we're the ones who have to bring the truth. But we don't. Who if we don't? Who will? I mean, I, yeah. I there. So there is this. I mean, uh, go ahead. You no, know, no. I, I was gonna say. So there. I, and, I, and I understand you're asking, like, you know. Uh, but I mean, there. Yeah, true. I mean, truth is truth, right? And we've had this thing in the church so long of like, first you have to behave, then you believe, and then you belong. Right, like you, your behavior yeah. has to change. You have to act right, right. So, yeah. quit your cussing, quit your whoring around, right? Like, I mean, really, like that's the way that's the way we've treated people. If you do those things, well, all right, you can believe now. Okay, if since you believe and you like you you check those check boxes, now you belong to this family that we have. 
But if, if you can behave your way into it, you can behave your way out of it too, right? Like, and I'm not trying to get like sure. Calvinism versus like none of that, right? Sure, sure, sure. But just I'm just talking about church family and church life. And so the prerequisite to belonging is are you are you living right, right? And and rights according to someone. And so, if that's the prerequisite, then yeah, truth truth is what it's all about, and only what it's about. And that's the only thing that separates people who are doing right and believe and not doing right and don't believe. And one group belongs and one group doesn't. It's as simple as can be. But Jesus, I don't know, Jesus had this other model, right? No matter what, you belong. And I'm not preaching some ecumenical, like, there's many roads to heaven, right? Right. But when it comes to a loving family, hey, we'll accept you and love you and and share with you and fight for you and look out for you like you if you express community will express it to you you belong and out of that you believe and out of that your behavior changes because you have you 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 were impacted by a god who his love is what brings us to repentance right his kindness and his love bring us to repentance period no other way and so I, I yeah i think when when we're more concerned about the system the church system the business of church right we don't have room for that second one because that second one is messy that second one is inconsistent because it deals with people with the the it deals with every kind of person not the ones who behave well but all types of people you know, it doesn't it doesn't bring the, the, the consistency of tithing, right? And all these all these things that make church a business and that have to sustain the business of religion. One's easier to manage than the other one. The other one requires grace and mercy. We've talked about it before. How like things are For black sure. and white. Like black and white is easy, but mercy and grace are gray areas <laughs> and and not easy. I don't mean well, gray areas. Hard, I, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it's hard to continue to ex- – our flesh doesn't want to continue to extend grace and yeah. mercy. It doesn't want to continue to love in abundance when there's – it's interesting. Like we put this expectation, our own expectation on others where, you know, something that we learned, at, uh, you know, with our kids um, early on, fostering is like – Counselors were telling us, like, love doesn't come with an expectation yeah. that you're going to be loved in return. Yeah, wow. Like, that's not going to happen, but you continue to love because that's what you've been called to do. And eventually, just like what we're saying, eventually it's expressing that belonging of yeah. you can trust, you are safe, it's, you know, yeah. and... Um, it's way messier, like you said. It's way messier, um, but I think we learn so much more what love really looks like when we do continue to extend it without any expectation of anything back. And and I'm glad you said that. Like Jesus' expression of of what we saw in his life on the earth was engaging with the me- extending love to the most messy. Um, the most broken, the most sinful, not with an expectation that they're going to, but there's the opportunity and the invitation to join the kingdom. And, uh, and, and 
and, and it's what scripture teaches is how are they going to know because we punched them in the mouth with truth mm-hmm. or they're going to know us in the way that we extend love, you know, to each other and to others, you know? And I think that's, uh, it, it's, it's tough cause we like our systems and we like things to be clean and orderly. And man, the more I, the more I learn, the more, the more I see exactly what, you know, Rob was pointing out, man, mm. returning to love, you know, returning, getting off track and returning to love. <coughs> and yeah. And we look at, you know, I think about, um, Jesus's encounter, Jesus's encounters where he did speak truth. And he mm-hmm. said hard truths, right? Oh, for sure. And for he sure. said them in, in two different scenarios, right? The first group of people that he said that he said truth to in a was the church, right? Was the religious group of the time? Was the Pharisees right. and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law and the scribes? And like he was, he was really quick to put truth in front of them. To uh, like to to the self righteous, right? But when I look at everywhere else that he spoke truth, Zacchaeus, actually he, I mean, he didn't even speak truth to Zacchaeus, right? Like Zacchaeus remembered truth, being getting around Jesus of, oh, this is the law. I've I have robbed people. I need to pay them back according to the law, the right way. And I've and I've like, but that came out of Jesus letting him know that he belongs. Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. or uh, the, the, the woman caught in act of adultery, right? I mean, most people would say it's probably Mary Magdalene. But even if it's not, it doesn't matter. Like, he spoke truth to her. Go and sin no more, right? right. But at first it was, hey, I'm I'm with you in this, <laughs> right? I, I, you're forgiven. I, I protected I, I, you. I protected you. I'm standing with you. No one condemns you. I don't condemn you either. Right? Or... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, we just see time after time, Jesus spoke hard truths to people, but he did it out of love. And we, we've, and th- yeah, we've separated those two really, really easily. Mm, that's good. You know, Rob, I, I, oh, I, go I, ahead. I, I think about all the, to, to the credit of the religious of the day, they did believe that they were following God. They, they, they missed that Jesus was the Messiah. That's who that we've been waiting on. And then, so you, you, you take his words, um, Jesus words of you have heard it said, yeah. like you, you know, the rules, you know, the law, you know, the X's and O's of, you know, pursuing righteousness and holiness. Now I'm telling you that this is a, this is a, your heart should be changed. This comes from something yeah. inside and not from outside and behavior and it's just a I think we get we get back on off track like you said at the beginning of we're seeking whether it's within ourselves or whether it's with others we're we're viewing what can be seen mm. we're viewing the behavior mm. instead of yeah. you know really digging much much more deeply and, and isn't isn't that one of the isn't that one of the criticisms Jesus had of the Pharisees you you clean the outside of the cup, but the inside mm. is still dirty. Yeah. Right? You call them whitewashed tombs. Because that's easy to measure. And yeah, how do yeah, I mean we've talked about it. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Like, how do you measure inward growth? <laughs> mm. Like how do you how do you measure 
how do you measure those things, right? When in reality, and 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 we've, I mean, again, we've talked about this. I'm not trying to bring all this up again, but in reality, sometimes it looks like it looks like getting worse for a minute, right? Because we're more aware of our faults, we're more aware of the ways that we're offending Jesus, and so all of a sudden those things become highlighted, and all of a sudden it's like we're worse off than we were before we were living in denial, right? Right. How yeah. do you how do you measure that, right? But I, but when the prerequisite for when the prerequisite for grace is just existence, not behavior, not following what we say, following this rule or that rule or doing this and not doing this. Like when the prerequisite becomes just grace, just humanity, right? Like it, like yeah. it was for Jesus. Man, yeah, we don't, we don't know how to handle that. Uh, and when you talk about measure, I mean, we're, we're post enlightenment period, Americans, uh, human beings, I'll just say, and I'll just say, you know, there, we want to measure everything. Yeah. We want to have statistics. We want to put numbers to things. And the reality is issues of the heart can't be measured in that way. And I, and that's why I go back to, I loved the way he said that, like we get off track and, and even, so let's, let's talk personally, even within ourselves, Hey, I, I'm off track. I'm, I'm really focused on, or I'm beating myself up about, or, you know, my behavior or my, uh, success or lack of success when it comes to sin. And, and we go back to love. I am loved. God loves us. I love God. I want to love other people in abundance. And again, that's not a free ticket yeah. to enter into sin. Right. I mean, pursue holiness, pursue, but also recognizing that we are the righteousness of Jesus as his adopted sons. And, you know, there's not, there's, there's not much more that's more beautiful than that. Yeah. 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 Well said. And, and, you know, I I think of, I, I mean, I think of David, right? Like talk about someone whose actions, whose, whose actions were were inconsistent, mm, yeah. right? Whose actions were were yeah, just a little bit different each day, right? From you know rescuing the rescuing the 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 Ark of the Covenant, right? Bringing it home, like being zealous for having a, a place for the Lord. To uh, sleep without a man's wife and murder to cover it up, like, but yet he's credited as a man of faith, and he's credited as a man after God's own heart. Yeah, because man looks at outward appearances, but God judges the heart. It's so much like so much that verse has been twisted to be like the negative, right? Like, like oh, well, that person may look like he's doing great, but that person may look great, but really, God, God knows what's really going on, right? And and I would propose sometimes it's the opposite of that. <laughs> it's like you might see inconsistency in action, but God, the Father, looks at us and says. No, I. He who knew no sin became sin, so that you would be called righteousness. And so, yeah, man, like we have to do that too. And, and one of the one of the convicting things, and, and we wound up talking about it at, at gathering a little bit that night, was I realized like I I do that too. Hmm. Right, like I'm, 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 I'm really, I'm really harsh and judgmental, 
and I don't have a lot of grace for the religious crowd. And I, I just, just, just as, as someone who's on that side of the fence, right, and, you know, holding up the sign, you know, uh, Rob referenced, like, you know, what, Westboro Baptist Church, you know, holding up the sign, God mm-hmm. hates fags, sure. and, you know, sure. like, just like, just like they would, we would look at them and say, oh, they're being critical, they're being judgmental of someone who has a different lifestyle than them instead of being loving and all these things that we're talking about. That's the way I look at them. I look at them without very much love. And like, that was a, that was an awakening thing for me. Of like, I, I, uh, okay. So I, I talked about, I, I talked about that with a couple other guys, um, Saturday night after gathering, after you shared that, I, I, I'm not, I mean, that's your conviction yeah. and I'm not in disagreement with that. I do push back a little bit in going <clears throat> at what point is uh, judgment as in condemnation. That's one thing. Judgment as in this is not honoring to the gospel. Is the, is, is it more of a flipping table, Jesus flipping tables in the temple yeah. situation of you are being, you are dishonoring the God that you profess to believe in by not extending love to other people. Yeah, I, Jesus can flip tables and and be angry and not sin. I can't. Okay. So I. I so do we see? I so mean, do, are we a part? Are we a part of 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 seeking justice? Y- yeah. In that way? I mean, yes. And and there is there is there is that right? Like that there is an sure. element of righteous anger and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I also know my heart, right? You're speaking for yourself. Yeah, I'm speaking for me. Like, I, yeah, that, that's yeah, the convicting yeah. part. I know my heart, and I know sure. that. Uh, yeah, there is there is judgment. There is wanting uh, wanting punishment, mm. not just justice. And I have to be hey. honest with the Lord and with myself and with you and our listeners, and and admit that right that, and 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 there is a come. And there is like there is this place of. Yeah, like, why can't we all get it? <laughs> and there is this place sure. of, like, God, ch- change us. Uh, bring revival to your church so that we can bring your revival to the rest of the world. But, yeah, I there is that place, but there's also a place of anger. <laughs> which And I'm not coming from a place of, of high and mighty. I, yeah, I know yeah. that I can hold, hold the same sort of... Uh, that, I think, and I wasn't... And again, not condemning of you at all. I think that's a quandary that I feel myself in yeah. oftentimes is, is this, is it okay to be frustrated with what we see yeah. in ways in which the church is not expressing the love of Jesus and what the gospel is, that it's that it's much more other than good news mm. when it's supposed to be good news and an invitation to all. You know, and I, today, I, I, I one of my readings was... Uh, Psalm 58. And so even as you're talking about David and crying out for even the language that's used in in places in in the Psalms, like, I mean, he wants God to crush, you know, to to (laughs) melt people's faces that that are against him. And, uh, you know, and, and obviously that comes from a place of emotion and that comes from a place of desiring justice for sure. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting that 
I, I knew that that was a personal thing that you were expressing. I also see the other side where sometimes it's, man, not that we need to stand up for God in the perspective of he doesn't need our help, but, but he's also invited us to co-labor. And when we see brothers and sisters, we are to rebuke and, you know, so it's just, it's an interesting place to be. And, and, and obviously we're seeing so much more of that on every side. Yeah. Well, right and, 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 and the, the rebuke within the church is different than the rebuke of outside the church. Right. I mean, I think, I think oh, even for sure, I think even sure. Rob said it and, and, and I love the way he said it. He said it really simply, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Mm, yeah. And it's, and again, it's not from this high and mighty place or anything. It's from this, I mean, if anything, the higher standard is a lowly standard of humility and love and coming alongside the weak and the brokenhearted and the all the things that, and this was Rob's point, that we also are. <laughs> For right? sure. The higher standard is that we have the Holy Spirit yeah. dwell, dwelling yes. inside of yes. us. We should be more Christ-like. Yes. Our attitudes and our uh, our hearts should be more aligned with God's than with what the world, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what the world's are. We've brought this up before, right? Like the message of the cross is foolishness to those who don't believe, mm. right? Like how unf- maybe unfair is the wrong word. How unrealistic would it be to expect them to follow our beliefs, customs, values, right? All those things, yeah, yeah. First, you belong. Then you believe, then you behave. I heard that a long. I didn't make that up or anything. I've heard that a long. You know, heard that a long time ago. I don't remember where I heard it, but there's no reason to pursue a life of holiness until you know that you belong and that you believe. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, let, let's all go back to the Old Testament, right? And see, how, right. and that worked out really great for them. <laughs> yeah, behavior modification. Yeah. You know, align with the morals that we. You know, which we know that they're the best because they're the design of the creator, yeah. right? But not everybody recognizes it because that's, that's the whole deal, right? We, we as humans, we in our flesh want to pervert everything that's been given to yeah. us and, and use it for, uh, you know, uses other than, you know, what it was intended for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. man. Yeah, the, the way the way Rob brought all that, man, I really, really appreciated it, and yeah, clearly stirred our hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I hope I hope our listeners too, and yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, he's just he's a he's a man. He's a good dude. Yeah, I'm glad he went in. He I'm is. glad he went in a little bit too, like what he's doing now and kind of his yeah his heart to, uh, to reach these these kids. I remember I remember when I, I remember one of the first times hearing his heart i was like oh my gosh like yeah there there is a whole group of people a whole a whole age group of people who already had a struggle right being in the being in the foster care system like not not everyone has great stories coming out of there and when you're 18 like man we just kind of all right well pat him on the butt and say now go be great (laughs) <laughs> go make something of your life, right? With no support, with no help, with no continuing of help, with no continuing of relationships sometimes. And yeah, and to, yeah, just to, to, to see his heart. I, 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 from the beginning, I was impressed with him. Like, hey, those those kids need. 
love and guidance and support and community. And let's be honest, that number continues to grow. Yeah. That's only going to, from a societal perspective, not, you know, like we've just talked about, not not regarding behavior, but just like what is a healthy lifestyle? Yeah. What is what is the ability to care for yourself, you know, and, um, and it, 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 it can shape society in such a negative way and it can become overwhelming, right? Like the numbers and all that can become overwhelming, but what's the opportunity that we have? Who are the people that are in front of us and how do we love well in those situations, you know? And yeah, it can, it can be a overwhelmingly sad, uh, but to, but to have people like Rob, to have people like those of us that want to engage in the mess and and follow the call of Jesus to love the orphan mm. and to care for those that are on the margins and are forgotten, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, because otherwise the other options that the world puts in front of people are, you know, pretty pretty shiny yeah. and but they but they lead to death and destruction. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. Think about. I think about a friend of ours that we both that we both know who has made a a series of you know poor choices and kind of talking to him recently he's he's you know left left a lot of relationships and you know just gotten out of touch with a lot of people and and the one thing he shared is like hey in in the midst of these bad choices he has found the community that loves him, accepts him, and supports him. And he's going through all of that and talking about how they did. And and I, I saw the both the uh, I don't know if, if shame is the right word, but the well a little bit the shame and the, uh, that comes from the pain of. You know, he, he had to tell me, yeah, after all that, after all these bad, poor choices and their support of me, I made another bad choice and had to tell them again about my bad choice. Mm. And they loved and accepted me and supported me and all those things. And and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, community does that. Yeah. And I mean, I think, think back to my life, right? Like, I think back to when I hit rock bottom and, you know, on the way down and on the way up. <laughs> Actually, one of the most, man, one of the hardest things, and I've shared that I've shared this on the podcast before, but one of the the hardest things of coming out of recovery was, you know, with every phone call I made to a church leader, to a friend, or a donor, or whatever, right? Like every everyone where I had to say, "Hey, let me tell you who I really am and what I've what I've done." And like those phone calls ended one of one of two ways. They ended either with the person on the other end, like, I can't believe you, I trusted you, or you know, you, you I brought you to my church, or I sent I sent my team to on a trip with you. I can't believe you, right? Like anger and all that. Or it ended with Hey, I thanks for telling me. I, I love you, I accept you. You know, I'm praying with you. I stand with you. And I tell you, that first, those first calls, the ones where it ended in anger, those were easier. <laughs> those were actually mm. easier for me to hear and face because it was just black and white. I messed up. I hurt them. 
they're angry with me. It adds up. You expected that. Not just expected it. It it, it made sense, and it added up. Sure, sure. It was the other ones that I struggled with. It was, <laughs> it was, I messed up. I hurt you. I hurt your community, knowingly and purposefully, and being received with love and forgiveness, with acceptance, with encouragement, with support, and and realizing over and over and over again, man, if I if only, if only I had the guts to have said this a year ago to make this confession, I would have been met with the same amount of grace and love and acceptance and encouragement and mm. could have avoided a whole lot of hurt, you know? It's pretty beautiful. But yeah, I, I'm telling you, I used to I used to pray for that first kind of call because it, it made complete sense. Sure. Well, I, when we were talking earlier, it's just every time we talk about grace... And the abundant love that God's poured out, I just it's it it is scandalous because it does not make any sense. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to to extend that to others, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty incredible and crazy hard to do at times, yeah. as we've we've discussed. But <clears throat> what an opportunity yeah. to be! I mean, when we talk about being countercultural, that's it. Mm. Being countercultural is that we're going to love everyone, especially those who don't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's so. every bit that we've been given. That's yeah. every bit that we've been given. What what right do we have to withhold that from anybody? God gave us, yeah. God gave us his very son. <clears throat> we should be a lot more grateful, grateful than we are. Yeah, that's for you sure. Know? I mean, we just, we just, I don't want to say we forget, but sometimes it's the we get get in the middle of life and it's like man you stop and you think and reflect i think that's probably why stillness and sabbath and rest are so important to us as followers of him is just to and gathering in community is just being reminded of that and uh what an opportunity i hope we can all take take hold of it um take opportunities that god puts in front of us i you know i was thinking today like a great question to ask for me to ask my kids, for me to ask everybody I encounter each day is like, how did you experience God today? Mm. Like just that understanding of keeping it fresh in your mind, seeing how God's at work, listening for his voice, seeing how he's at work around you and taking those opportunities to just be abundant in love, mm. full of grace and his peace and joy um, as we walk through this life. And so that, I believe that would be our prayer for all of us as followers of Jesus to love, love those, um, love everyone, and uh, especially those in the margins uh, that need it as much as as anybody. So, well, once again, Mister Ishak, newlywed, mm. congratulations! Mm. Thank you. We love. Thank you. We love you. We love your new wife, and uh, my my ex my ex fiance. Your ex fiance. Oh, I can't. So proud. Cannot of you. wait to start saying that. <laughs> Another thing for her to roll her eyes at. Would you, if you inter- if you you should introduce yourself when you're in on your honeymoon mm-hmm. to everybody you meet in that way. Oh, my name's Chris. Hey, this I'd is like my ex girlfriend, Kristen. <laughs> yes, yes. So much confusion. So much. So many looks. Oh, 
Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. All right. Well, hey, until next time. Love you, man. All right. Peace. Peace.